Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone, it's another episode of The Roman Show for the week of November 16, 2017 as we get ready for Titan FC 46. This week we welcome Gleetson de Jesus who's taking on the champion Jose Shorty Torres for the 135 title on the line this Friday, November 17th. This plus much more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Glide, go. We're going, Glide. GNC, we're going. Tell them to go. Control, go. 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 We are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going, Glide. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hey everyone, your host here, Rodolfo Roman, and welcome to another episode alongside the dashing one, Mr. George Alonzo. What's going on, George? I'm just here enjoying my margarita of the day, flavored birthday cake. Give it a shot. Nah, I'm okay. When is the gingerbread one coming? December. Pumpkin? Well, you had pumpkin at Halloween. Well, yeah, but again, it's, it's we're not even in December yet. It, you know, I got a very special meaty version come Thanksgiving, though. Oh, Lord, I can't wait for that. Blech. All right, guys, we want to let everyone know here that Titan FC takes place November 17th. Tickets are on sale yeah, Gleason de Jesus will be on the show a little later today, taking on the 135 champion, Jose Shorty Torres. Hash Manfiao will also be competing for the vacant lightweight title and a whole long list of great fighters, including Eddie Ballar. Gustavo Eddie Ballar will be taking um, on a competitor. Uh, he makes his return. Uh, he will be fighting in the 125-pound division. So a lot of great names, a lot of these guys you will see in the UFC very soon. We have seen that time after time, many of the champions of Titan FC head on over to the UFC. So before they make it to the big, well, the octagon, make sure you watch them in person at Titan FC this Friday, November 17th. But right after that, December 9th is the huge wrestling show that we've been talking about here, George. And that is Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest. Great show coming up. We're going to have a couple of the performers or wrestlers that will be on the card a little uh, in a couple of shows here on the Roman Show. But, George, we're getting closer to December 9th. You can get your ticket uh, or your seat ticket on Eventbrite. Just look up Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest. It's in Sweetwater, Florida, in Miami-Dade County, in South Florida. So head on over. you got Glacier coming up. The legendary Glacier will be receiving an award and George, you, you just can't wait, get ready for this uh, this event coming up. Of course not. You know, you got every single match that's on the card is main event. It could main event any show around the country. So, and the funny part is, all these main events, all these big names, all these people from around the world, and you're getting it absolutely free. You don't get that nowhere else. 
Not in Philly, not in New York, not in Texas, not in California, not in Maryland, not anywhere. Only in Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest would you get a free show with so many big names and big matches. And not only that, you're, a lot of interaction with fans, you'll be able to take pictures with a belt, you'll be able to say hello and, and take some pictures with the, with the wrestlers themselves like Glacier and uh, Jesse Neal and so many others. And again, it's absolutely free. Just head on over to eventbrite.com. Look up Sweetwater Fan Fest. Sign up to get your ticket so you can get an assigned seat. And follow them on Facebook, that Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest. You don't want to miss it December 9th. So let's talk some pro wrestling in a reality check. And now it's time to give you a reality check. Well, George, first want to open up. Make sure to follow us on YouTube. That's YouTube, All Romano 201. That's the, the channel. We got several, several interviews there, including with Stellar Revival, the local South Florida band, who will be making some new music. And in just a few, we'll be dropping Christopher Daniels of Ring of Honor in Dalton Castle as the Roman show was on board at the Ring of Honor show here in Fort Lauderdale. So look out for that coming up. At youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. Alright, George, we're going to open up this, this section here, or this, this um, segment, George, with Jack Swagger, who now is known by Jack Hager. Uh, he announced, signed, there's been an announcement that went on, that he signed with Bellator. Uh, just like that. You know, this is the guy that was with the WWE, but he is an all American uh, wrestler, he is a collegiate wrestler. In fact, I remember a story, I believe it was Jim Ross or something, that kind of uh, opened the doors for him in, the, in professional wrestling. But Swagger is making that, that transition, just like CM Punk and many other pro wrestlers, from pro wrestling to MMA. But unlike CM Punk, George, Jack Swagger, or Jack Hager, does have some experience. He is a wrestler. Now, he is 35 years old. CM Punk is a little, little older than Jack uh, Hager. But... Needless to say, George, listen, I know you're going to probably say, oh, another one, yada, 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 but I, I'll tell you this. I've been dying to see Lashley, who's respected in mixed martial arts. He's done quite well for himself, in, at least in Bellator. Dying to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I don't think that's going to happen. But maybe, just maybe, we might be able to see Jack Hager versus Bobby Lashley in Bellator. Well, here's the thing. With, um, to compare anyone who's gone in the into the octagon since of course uh Brock Lesnar which I believe he was the first wrestler to ever jump uh you know across that fence I'm talking about from WWE to MMA well to make it mainstream I would say yeah yeah, yeah to make it mainstream yeah um you know Jack Hager uh formerly known as Jack Swagger of course has something that all these wrestlers did not have in between and that is of course, he was an actual amateur wrestler. He actually, you mentioned this uh, when you and I were talking off the air. He, uh, he actually has wrestling experience, and that could lead to good news for him inside the octagon. So now, do I expect him to stand up and fist fight with someone? Maybe not in the first, second fight, maybe. Uh, I probably can see him more doing a wrestling game on the floor where he makes him submit or somewhat. But um, but yeah, definitely in that situation, 
uh, Jack Haggard does have that as an advantage when it comes to his transition over to MMA, which could sound more successful for him, comparing to, of course, the not to say that he has done bad, because like you said, he's done actually pretty good, Bobby Lashley, but still, uh, you know, that's something that Bobby Lashley and, of course, uh, CM Punk didn't have. Yeah, and I'd be curious to see uh, who Jack Hager uh, has been training with. Uh, I'm really curious to see where he's training, if it's here in Florida or whatnot. But again, listen, this is not this is not a bum. You know, Jack Hager is a very respectable uh, combat sports athlete. Again, the man has competed in, in the NCAA Division One. He was an All American at Oklahoma. And, and, and again, very respective of Jim Ross. He was the one that, that eyed him. You know, he was the one that brought him into the WWE. So the only thing here that that is detrimental or pushing him back is the fact that he is 35 years old. Not to say we're 35 years old, but it's cool. We, we still look good. The thing is, an MMA is a young man's sport. So to come in a little late is a little risky. But hey, look at Randy Couture. Randy Couture, uh, a guy that, 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 that was a backup you know, the, for the Olympic team um, for the USA, but needless to say, Randy Couture ended up having a very successful in MMA, and he ended up training late in MMA. And, and and actually, the reason why he said he lasted so long is because he waited. His body didn't go through so much stress with all of the training. So maybe Jack Jack Hager will have some success here. And, and listen, you know, we're going to talk about this a little later in the Bellator. You got the heavyweight tournament coming up, and I know he's not a part of it yet, but Heck, give him a couple of shots. You know, give him a couple of fights. Maybe Jack Hager might do a little something there for Bellator. But we'll, we'll touch that subject coming up next on, uh, on uh, uh, the MMA showdown. All right. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were shipped home uh, on tour, on an international tour. Um, apparently it seems, and again, this hasn't really been officially uh, announced as far as to why they were sent back, but it turns out that they weren't really satisfied with what they were told to do. And they were sent back. Now, George, you might get those guys like you're seeing punks and say, hey, you know, rebel, rebel, get what you want, let them respect you. But at the, at the end of the day, George, and I think we had this conversation, you and I, myself, and even Bubba Ray Dudley, Bully Ray even uh, was backing up uh, Vince McMahon on this. It, you know, if you're at work and they've taught you something for so, much, for so long to do it this way, and just because you decide to do it the other way because you felt like it, you're asking to get fired. So, how is that different to this? I, I don't care if you're John Cena or The Rock. I'm sure that Vince McMahon will lay the smackdown if you don't end up doing what he tells you to do. At the end of the day, he is the boss. He is the guy that created the damn thing. Show some damn respect. If you don't like it, get out. Well, I, I guess you could say that. But at the same time, so many people have been disappointed, uh, as we know, about so many walkouts uh, have been taking place for the last, what, month and a half uh, or two months. Uh, it, it's really a shame that this is, has been happening you know, about the walkout situation. Uh, you know, but basically what I'm going to say is this. Uh, yes, you're right. If you don't like it, get out. But at the same time, you know, right now, WWE cannot afford to miss another big superstar. Uh, Kevin Owens is definitely... Uh, not so much Sami Zayn, but Kevin Owens is definitely one of those big-name superstars that the WWE has right now. And I don't think you want to really fall on the situation of, hey, all these people are standing up 
up or all these people are leaving or all these people are walking out. You don't want to be known as that kind of company. Okay, so yes, you could walk up and leave, but right now they've had two walkouts in the last, what, month and a half? Uh, they had Neville, they had Nia Jax, now you have Kevin Owens, now you have Sami Zayn. Do you really want to be known as that company that everyone's walking out instead of granting a release? That's one thing that Impact currently has over WWE right now. With everyone that's left Impact, they have asked for their release a in a professional way. In WWE, everyone has walked out. Two major differences. So who's looking worse right now, WWE? Who would have who would have th thought that, right? That people won out of the biggest professional wrestling promotion, the WWE. Who would have thought that it would come to that? I mean, this is a lifelong dream for so many people, and people are walking out. I would have never thought of that, George. Because a lot of people are still in the mindset of the independents, and I, I, at the same time, I can't blame, you know, some of the people that are in that locker room because sometimes they come from the independents, they see what the fans really want, and they want to bring that to a national television level. But, but here's the thing, like... One thing is an independent crowd where there's 100, 250 people. Another thing is an entire 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, you know, plus worldwide audience. You know, it's you are mixing a lot of kids into that audience. And the kids don't know independent wrestling. So it, it, it's a hit and miss. AJ Styles was a hit. But there's other things where there are a lot of misses. So you you can't think like I understand where they're coming from, but don't I can't agree with them by saying what happens in the indies can can work in the WWE because again it's two different audiences. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think kids will be you know seeing people flip and flip or turning and slamming each other and all these crazy moves. It's not for everyone, but you're right. You know, you, the kids, your 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 average fan. He just wants to see the storylines. He don't want to see people throwing and jumping off roofs and all those things. It just wasn't cut. It's a different. It's a different era. Look, I was just at Ring of Honor this weekend and at the War Memorial Auditorium, and we all know that the War Memorial Auditorium is very famous because you know that was the home of ECW. ECW, George. What an amazing show it was going to those promotions. But man, the fans of ROH, they have a feel of ECW. But it will never be the same. Those days are long gone. And and I'll be honest with you, when I see a video now of these these, these wrestlers that are you know slamming each other on on on, on um, tables with fire or 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 thumbtacks, it's kind of tasteless when you look at it now. It's kind of like you've already given this to me already, so show me something new. Mm -hmm. And I think that Ricky Steamboat, we had him a long time ago. He said, you know, in pro wrestling things recycle. So what was what was old is now new, and then sometimes what be what was new is gonna be old. So it's kind of like fashion, you know. Some things that were really hot back in the '80s, you know, just died down, and then it's making a comeback. But right now we're at the stage where jumping off roofs and burning people and all of that stuff—it's just not in. It's more of the of the spot fest what people like in the indies, and then when you get to the big leagues. People like the storylines. I mean, Raven is a... I remember speaking to Raven. He says, one thing I'm upset of wrestling is the, the storylines. They're horrible. Give these guys some good storylines. Make them good. Make them stand out. And that's something that I think that wrestling is missing right now. Well, yeah. Um, you know, that shock factor. I've said this 
a, a long time ago. Shock factor, you barely have it anymore. Uh, not, but you see, I don't blame WWE for that. I don't blame WWE for losing its shock factor. I blame social media. Mm. Because nowadays, let's be honest, let's use uh, Roman Reigns and Paige, for instance. You know, we both know they were at Monday Night Raw. Now, if they showed up, the surprise factor is gone because they already shared it all over social media. I'm talking about pictures of them arriving, arriving to the arena uh, or, or Instagram posts or whatever. That all ruined it. You know, one thing I will never forget, it was the night after WrestleMania uh, here in Miami, Florida, when John Cena came out and John Cena called out The Rock. Mm and no one knew there was no pictures on social media, there was no tweets, there was no nothing, not even anything on the dirt sheet. Brock Lesnar just showed up, and it blew the roof off the entire place. The shock factor is what we all need, is what drives us to watch wrestling. I'm not asking that we should get a shock factor every week, but shoot, if there is one, don't ruin it for everyone else on social media. That, and that's why wrestling is it, it is what it is today. I agree. I agree. And I think these these uh, fanboys here on the internet, just stop it, man. Stop stop ruining the damn sport. Make it fun. Make it more respectable. Make it exciting. Make it shocking. You know that that's what makes wrestling fun. Hey, you don't agree with us? You want to share your opinion? Send us an email. Info at theromanshow.com. That's info at theromanshow.com. Lastly, I want to touch base Survivor Series this weekend. We got Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. None of them are putting the titles on the line. You got the 5-on-5, five five, Raw versus SmackDown. George, silently, but this Survivor Series looks pretty exciting. Well, yeah. And, and you know what's going to be more exciting? The fact that actually we're going to see Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. You know, that that's all I could say, you know, and, and on top of that, the Shield and the New Day and the, and the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, there's so many great matches. To be honest with you, I could have sold this as a WrestleMania card. Honest to God, if you told me this was a WrestleMania, I will tell you, yeah, you're not lying, because every match is phenomenal, including the women's match, for Christ's sake. So I really look forward to it, and to be honest with you, the match that I'm looking forward to the most is the Shield versus the New Day, because I just feel it's going to steal the show. Hmm. All right, we'll see here. We've got next Survivor Series coming up, and don't forget, you got NXT War Games, too, the night before. All right, coming up next, Gleeton to Jesus will take on the champion, Jose Shorty Torres, tied at FC 46, November 17, live on a UFC Fight Pass, but tickets are on sale if you live in South Florida or in Florida. So you go ahead and Ticketmaster.com and purchase your ticket. So coming up next, Gleeton De Jesus, who will get his first professional mixed martial arts title shot. I just landed in Europe, nigga. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, November 17, mark it on your calendar. Pembroke Pines is the place to be at the Pembroke Pines Center, City Center, as Titan FC returns with an awesome fight card. I myself will be out there announcing the great fight card. But the main event, the main event is just absolutely awesome. You got two guys, two two awesome warriors that are going to be squaring off for the title, 135 title that belongs right now to Jose Shorty Torres. And this man that we have right now on the line, Gleason de Jesus, will get his first title shot in the pros, right, Gleason? That's it. This is your first title shot in the pros, if I'm correct. Yes, sir. This is it. This is what, um, you know, the opportunity, you know, the long journey of working hard gets you, you know. So I'm looking forward to this opportunity. And this is it, you know. When you put in the work and continue, you get rewarded. And not, not only is it your first uh, title shot, but you're also the main event of Titan FC, which airs on UFC Fight Pass. I mean, that, that right in itself, as you know, at least in some of the guys that have been part of Titan FC, they end up going to the UFC. And now that you're the main event, more eyes will be on you. Yes, sir. And um, that's why I'm training so hard because I believe after I win this fight, I'll definitely be signing UFC. But if not, I still continue working hard and just continue my journey to just being the best here in Florida and in the world. Now, Gleason, you, you've been active this year. You've been fighting uh, a couple times there for Titan FC. Uh, but Jose Shorty Torres, he's, he's a different animal. Uh, as you yeah. saw when he fought Farkas Sheropov, such a, a very strategic fighter, doesn't like to waste his, his punches or kicks. He throws it only if he needs to. What are your thoughts on your opponent? Um, my opponent is he's a really tough kid, you know. Um, I think he's a great, um, great challenge, great fight. Like you said, you know, he does, you know, he he's wait, he waits for certain stuff. He doesn't go crazy. So that's pretty much um, the, the type of fight I like to 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 bring off. You know, sometimes I, I I usually start slow anyway, and then once everything gets started, you have to keep up with my pace, you know. But yeah, he's a tough fight. I'm looking forward to. Him. I'm taking it very serious. You know, I'm taking it as a um, um, like I said, an opportunity to be able to sign to the UFC and go from there. But does that get a bit frustrating because you want him to throw and he doesn't throw anything? So do you take the offensive lead on that? No, no. I do offense and I do defense and whatever it takes to, to pretty much win the fight. I'm going to make sure he, I'm going to capitalize on his mistakes. And like I said, he's a great, he does great striking, but... If you ever look at my fights, my striking is awesome as well. So I can box all day. I can kick all day. I can wrestle. I can pretty much do everything. And then he's just, what I see, he's just very limited, you know. So he'll fight now, November 17th. Now, the height advantage, you have that. You have that height advantage uh, and reach advantage, I can go ahead and say. Uh, how much of a role does that play into this fight? Um, uh, To me, the height don't really make sense, you know. It doesn't really change anything. Because I can go as low as his height, you know. So my leg works great. So what happens is, like, it's what I see. He's just focused on my height, but he's missing my skills. You know, he's discrediting my skills, discrediting my work, and, you know, all the things I put out. I might not have fought anybody crazy, but at the same time, all my fights have been really good. So I've just been progressing throughout the year and just picking, you know, picking things that I need to do to do well. And he's going to find out this fight coming up. You know, one thing about that I like you seeing in, in in your fight game is that that capoeira background. I understand you you were training capoeira since you were what young, a very very young age. Yeah, 
Um, the training camp with us since I was four years old. My, you know, my dad brought uh, brought myself and my brother into the Capoeira world, which is our, my dad's a black belt in Capoeira. So I've been doing that for the past over 20 years, and that's pretty much my core background from it. You know, if it wasn't for Capoeira, I wouldn't be the fighter I am today. I feel like I'm a very unique fighter. A lot of guys don't move the way I move. A lot of guys don't do the things I do. So I got to understand that, and I got to embrace it. So that's why I'm here to show the world because I'm a different animal. I'm a different fighter, and nobody ever seen anybody like me. How about the training? Has it been a little bit different in the training? Because, you know, this will be, if I'm correct, it's going to be, well, it will. It will be a five-round fight because it's for the title. Uh, this, is, this will be your, your first five-round fight. Yeah, pretty much. How is the training? Uh, training? Has it been different? Any difference for for that? For that? Since you're going to be at yeah, 10 more minutes? More, yeah, more of like just pacing myself, not overdo it, not overstrike, not over, you know, overcommit to where I shouldn't be overcommitting to. And like I said, capitalize to his mistakes. And if I have to drag him to deep waters, man, like I say, I start slow anyways, you know, and then we go from there. And like I say, the training doesn't change. I, I've been, I literally been training the same way, the same routine, the same kind of way, and, and nothing changes. It's just another uh, different opponent, and you have to pretty much adjust to them and and just continue training hard because at the end of the day, if what's working is working, you continue. Yeah, well, one thing about it is that, you know, Gleason, you and I, we go way back. I mean, way back since you were an amateur. Uh, when you were competing yes, down here and you, you've come a long way, you're going to get your main event, and it is for the title. One thing about I like about you, though, you always bring you always bring your daughter uh, to the cage. Yeah. Is she going to be out there, too, as well uh, for this fight? She's always going to be there by my side. You know, she's the one that fired the light back on and, um, and me, man. You know, ever since four years ago, she better be four. So yeah. she's what put me back in the in the... And the, pretty much in the fire of being a fighter, being wanting to have the best for her. So I, I have that because if I accomplish what I always say outside of the ring and I do it inside the ring, it just brings so much more joy to see her happy. You know, just like when I told her, I'm like, Daddy's going to win the belt. She said, Daddy, I want 10 belts. So I'm like, man, I have to work for 10 belts. Okay, I'll do it. So if she's telling me she wants that many belts, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work my ass off for it. And, and you know, I do everything for my family. I do everything for my, my wife and kids and my parents. And, you know, I'm a very, I'm a, like I said, I'm a very humble kid. I don't talk sh- trash. I just do the work. I let the work do it. You know, I let the work talk. Shorty's a little talker. You think, I mean, we haven't heard it yet, but do you think he's going to go ahead and spit some stuff out there, or is it going to be a respectful? Um, it really don't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been through a lot of things in my life. Words don't mean shit. Action does. So I'm sorry if I, you know, but th- those, those things don't, don't mean nothing. Those are just words. You know, they say the words are what's called, the words, uh, um, action speaks louder than words. And that's what I believe in. You know, you can't just talk to talk, but you have to back it up. So you might have people like his brother coming through my comments and tell me, oh, you you, you lucky, you this, you that, you haven't fought nobody. Okay, great. Let's, let's prove it then. Prove it. That's all I want you to do is prove it that I haven't fought nobody and I'm not capable of being your brother. So like I said, I don't, I don't let none of these things take away from me. It just it feels into more fire because I've been getting doubted my whole life. So the more I get doubted, the more I want to freaking work and prove people wrong. <laughs> Now, one thing interesting I saw here, this would be, in your pro career, this would be the most active year. You had three fights. You know, the most fights you had in a year was two. Yeah, since um, the former CFA, 2013, I fought twice, and then I was supposed to fight for a title, and then they they just stopped with the CFA. 
it's a it's a great opportunity with Titan, you know. Like I like, like I talked to my manager this year. I said if I have text messages of January 2017, I said listen, Shorty Torres is what I want to fight. If I have to go down to 25 to the UFC that I can fight the best, I will do it. You know. So he just hey man, continue fighting. Like it's great, but the goal has always been him. It's always been watching his fights. Always been focused. And just knowing that I was going to fight him one day. So when they presented me this fight, I said, let's go. I, I didn't even get so crazy about it. I said, let's do it. You know, I've been know that. I told you. And then we're going to have a great fight. You know, we're going to have one of the best fights this year. I'm going to close out the year, you know, with, with, a, with a bell around my waist. And that's what the plan and that's what the goal out that me and my coaches and everybody believes in. So so you, you had pictured this fight or you had envisioned this fight a while ago, right? I mean, before this. Yeah, big I've been, if you ever check my social media, I've been campaigning my, since the first first fight this year, May. You know, I've been campaigning because me and the Deer Terror was supposed to be a contender fight for the 35. Mm-hmm. And then he he took in front of me and fought Sheriff So I said, okay, you, you got that belt. Now now you have to, now I have the options to tell you come up to 35. Now I'm going to, you have to defend that belt. So now you're going to have to vacate. So now he has to pretty much have to pretty much fight me and that's that's the fight that they say is the toughest fight for him and it's the toughest fight for me so i'm ready you know i've been ready i've been visualizing this moment since the beginning of this year and that was my goal from the beginning of this year to say i i want to fight this kid you know i've been wanting to fight this kid since i since he's been put in the race on, the, on my radar so i always you know i was <coughs> sorry about that i always you know make sure I always put myself with the highest guys, and I want to challenge myself. And that's always been the goal this year. So when I train, I train for him, not for anybody else. I train because he's at the top and where I want to be. He has something I want. You know, he's a two-time division champion, but he's he's at a 25 and 35, and 35 is my home. And I t- like I say to him, I said, listen, we can both represent this country, uh, represent this promotion, but listen, you in the you in a different bracket, you know. Well, Gleason, I want to thank you for your time, and I know you're. We're just weeks away here, days away actually, uh, from your fight uh, with Jose Shorty yeah, Torres on December 10. Just right around yeah, the corner. Been, yeah, man, it's been the longest training camp I have. I'll say I, I've been training in training camp for 11 months now. 11 months I've been training for this kid. 11 months. Wow. So I've been at, like my weight. Everybody, say, oh, I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm tall for my weight class. Yeah. I get it. But I walk around, like, I've been such a discipline to myself this year to the point I walk around 145, I go down to 142, 41 in training, and I I get myself back up. I literally don't lose weight. I just run, and the weight comes, the the, the week of the fight, I'm 140 pounds, and I just sit there, just work, regular work, and these guys, you know, I said, they swear that I'm so big. Yeah, I look big off season because, you know, I love to enjoy some food like anybody else, but when I'm in in camp and training, competition-wise, I don't play around. I take it very serious. I I train with the best guys there, so I know what they go through. I want the same success that they have for me. So I'm very disciplined. I do what I have to do. I, I, I not only I, I train, I work seven days a week. So there's no there's no no time to waste in here. This is like do or die for me, and um and that's how I'm looking at it. You know I gotta go there, all bust and just just kill it. So that's what I'm planning on doing, taking him away. If I have to drag him to deep waters, he's gonna have to sit there. If he gets out, I'm gonna bring him right back to deep waters. Well, I'm excited for this, uh, Gleason, the main event. 
at uh, the upcoming Titan FC. Jose Shorty Torres will put up his 135 title against Gleason de Jesus, getting his first title shot in uh, in the pros. Uh, Pembroke City, Pembroke Pines, or Pembroke Pines City Center is the place to be. Ticketmaster.com is the tickets, uh, the, the place where you can purchase your tickets, and you can see it on UFC Fight Pass if you do not live uh, in South Florida or in Florida uh, for a being. Well, Gleason, I'm excited for you, man. I'm ready for you. November 17, we're going to get it going. You and Shorty Torres, absolutely the fans are in for a treat, Gleason. Yeah, man, like you say, Brumman, man, you've been you've been literally um, interviewing me, announcing me since the amateur. So in your opinion, how progressed I have been throughout this, my career. You know, I never stopped progressing. I never stopped getting inside the fight. So November 17 is definitely going to be a show. We're definitely going to go out there, and we're going to leave everything on the line and let the best men win, you know. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. The anticipation has been very long, and I'm just counting these two weeks out and just waiting to just go out there and do the best fight I ever had in my life. Awesome, boys. Well, we'll see you November 17th on USC Fight Pass. If you weren't able to make it, but if not, get your ticket to Ticketmaster.com for the upcoming Titan FC hey, fight. Can I, go ahead. Can I shout my, my sponsors? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know, like, I have a pretty pretty good sponsors for my fighters and support. Some of them have been supporting me since day one, you know, right. especially, like, us, my sponsor, Brown Man and Rehab Center. These guys have been really great to me, you know, been treating my body. I go there three times a week, you know. Um, I want to thank American Top Team, obviously, for just providing me with the facility and all that stuff. And just pretty much just all the sponsors that's helping me with this with this camp because I had to kind of take a little time off. You know, Guardian Life, man, like, people don't understand this. That's all I do is, is, is supplements, is organic-based supplements with Guardian Life. And then um, the Direct Vapor, Alienware, Hibusa. I have one of the best nutrition, which is 3D Nutrition. You know, my guy's a, a nutrition, also a personal trainer. Um, Your Works. Um, I have uh, Water Shape Pools, Eagle Electrical, Dual to Cell, Exchange for Tattoos. Um, so, and I have a, a, a GSD, a 3D, uh, 3D Layers Deep, and uh, Fire fire Nice Crap. Car- I have pretty much a lot of support, so I want to show all these guys. Uh, East and West Physician as well. These guys do a bunch of great stuff for me, chiropractor. So all these guys that's been behind my back right now is just pretty much prepping me. They're going to go in there with me. And we're going to definitely get this belt off his, his waist, you know, because I love a shiny belt, and trust me, I need my daughter to play around with that. So that's the goal. And that's by not least, and I want to shout out to Habusa Combat for just providing me with one of the sickest gears to have, you know. And I, and I want to thank you, Roman, now, because I get told, like I said, man, anything, anytime you need me to interview, anytime you need to, to do anything, I got you. You've been number one for me since the beginning, and I look forward to just you calling my name as always. And that's something that's very uh, uh, familiar to me. So I feel comfortable. This is my home. I want to make Titan FC my home. I want to make the Pember Pine City Center. I want to have make sure I have one of those big old banners there. You know, I'm really I'm ready to represent uh, the company. If I have to defend it before I get to the UFC, I'm ready for it. These are the moments that I've been waiting for my entire life. So it's it's, it's nothing like surprise. It's, I knew it was coming. I needed to wait for my moments, and it's finally here. It's finally arrived November 17 at the Pembroke Pine Cine Center. Get your tickets right now, Ticketmaster.com. And if you're unable to make it, you don't live in Florida, UFC Fight Pass, you can watch the live stream right there and then. 
Thanks so much, Peter. And also, yeah, go ahead. One more thing, though. Make sure they follow my social media, man. I, I do some great stuff over there, you know. I might give, I'm gonna do some giveaways before the fight as well with shirts. I'm making some shirts, so I'm gonna do some giveaways, nice. some drafts, and some some drafts. And um, and like I said, Gleason MMA um, for all my social media, Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook. So make sure you guys follow. Me. Make sure you guys watch November 17, Titan FC 46, Taurus versus Deus. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, George, there you have it. Gleason de Jesus will be in action in the main event. Uh, as I mentioned, Titan FC will be having a spectacular fight card. You got Aush Manfiel, uh, Gustavo Eddie Ballard, the Olympian uh, for the, uh, the Cuban national team, uh, the wrestling team to be exact, and many other fighters will be in the house competing this Friday. And when you go to these events, not only are you going to see a spectacular fight card, but you're going to see some UFC fighters, some Bellator fighters hanging around. So head on over, Ticketmaster.com or theromanshow.com to find out more details on how to purchase your ticket to get inside Titan FC 46 in Pembroke Pines this Friday. Okay, and also remember, subscribe, youtube.com for slash Roman 201 on Twitter, The Roman Show, find us, go ahead and follow us, and on Instagram and Facebook, Roman Show Media, go ahead and give us a like. George Anderson Silva failed the USADA drug test, and he was scheduled to fight Kelvin Gastelum uh, in China uh, later this month. However, Michael Bisping, who just lost his uh, belt against Georgia St. Pierre, has stepped up. Those two will be meeting uh, for, for the... Uh, the main event there of that fight card taking place in Shanghai, China. Now, it, it sucks for Anderson Silva. This is the second time he fails one of his USADA um, true drug tests. It's not looking good. I, I don't know if it's, if, it, if he'll come back from this. He might fail, I believe it's about two years or one year uh, penalty. It's going to be some time still Anderson Silva competes again. And, of course, Anderson Silva is not in his 20s anymore. So we might have potentially seen the last of Anderson Silva. And you would think that they will learn by now, huh? Uh, Especially after the John Jones fiasco. You would think, hey, let's clean up. Let's be professional. But no, they just continue to do so. It it shocks me, especially with someone with many years' experience like Anderson Silva. It just shocks me. I, I have no comment for that. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty sad uh, considering that this guy is a legend. He's 42 years old, so let's say they were to give him uh, a one-year, two-year suspension. You're talking about 44 years old that this Brazilian legend uh, will come in. And it sucks because it kind of taints the legacy that he has left. You know, this is a, an amazing uh, middleweight champion for the UFC. Broke uh, record, made met records. I mean, phenomenal fighter, amazing fighter the way he is. He, he he wrote the book uh, in MMA, you know, the, some of the stuff that he did inside the octagon. And to see him go down this way, and again, I, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he does make his way, come back at least for one more fight, and then retire. It just looks bad. I just I hope that this is cleaned up, he fixes himself, and, and, and he comes back clean so we can see Anderson to Spider Silva one more time inside the octagon. And... Retire the proper way, you know, just like uh, Matt Brown who retired this weekend. He uh, knocked out Diego Sanchez with an elbow, which is amazing. Spectacular way to go. 
Well, it was also announced that Jose Aldo will be taking on featherweight champion Max Holloway this coming UFC pay-per-view fight. Uh, pay-per-view. Turns out that his former opponent got injured, so now we got Aldo versus Holloway part two. Holloway destroyed Aldo in the first in their first meeting. Um, but again, it, it really wasn't too much of an option there for Holloway for his next opponent. I guess it makes sense, but listen. Hopefully, Jose Aldo, you know, that one champion at one time who was unstoppable, who was undefeated until Conor McGregor knocked him out. Hopefully, we get that guy. Hopefully, we get that old Jose Aldo back with those amazing, disgusting kicks that he had, and he could defeat Max Holloway in a rematch. We never know. We just have to wait and see. Yep, and uh, time will tell as uh, as far as uh, that's concerned. Because Aldo, of course, uh, always known as one of the best fighters in the world. Uh, it, it depends on what we're going to see come that day. But, you know, I'll, I'm with you. You know, I, I'm hoping Aldo gets another shot and comes back better than ever. And, and Because, obviously, no one wants to remember him for his past fights and his past, uh, you know, falls. Uh, so let, let, let's restart from fresh. And, and maybe he gives us a better... Jose Aldo come this time around. Yeah, we hope so. You know, originally, um, Malloway was, was supposed to fight Frank Yeager, which was going to be also a fun fight. And Aldo was scheduled to fight Ricardo Lamas uh, in, a, in a rematch where, you know, the first time Aldo defeated uh, Lamas. But here we go. December 2nd, UFC 218. Let's see if Aldo delivers. Now, as I mentioned earlier on in the opening uh, segment, Bellator has announced that they will be hosting a heavyweight tournament and it's going to be in now the paramount network they're changing spike tv now to paramount network and this tournament every fighter in here fought for the ufc except for kimo <laughs> kimo fought for the strike force he was well made his name there and then he came over to bellator but you're talking about mitrione you're talking about and fedor fedor didn't fight for the ufc he fought for strike force those are the only two guys Chael Sonnen, uh, Mir, uh, Roy Nelson, and uh, I forgot the other persons that are available. But listen, every, pretty much about 75% of the fight card, all these guys find the UFC, they are now left, and they are now in their latter part of their career. They're not in their prime. They're not starting off. They're towards the end of their career, George. And it seems that Bellator just loves to pick on these fighters. You know, they're pretty much kind of, I don't want to use, use the word washed up, but towards the end of their career leading to retirement. Now, the good thing about this is that we do get to see those dream fights, quote-unquote. You know, Frank Mir, one-time champion of the UFC, heavyweight, top top of the top of the line when it comes to heavyweight fighters. And then Fedor Milenko, unstoppable, one of the best of all time heavyweight champions. But I would have loved to have seen that fight back then. Not now, George. Yeah, and but here's the thing, Mr. Roman. One thing is saying yes, they they were former UFC fighters, and and whether they passed their prime, whether they're still in their prime, whether they're washed up or not washed up, or or they're old or not old. The fact of the matter is this: it's like wrestling. You know, if you told me Ric Flair was coming back for one episode, guess what? People are gonna watch. Okay. 
Now, with people like Frank Mir, King Mo, Roy Nelson, all these people have a following. So guess what? Bellator is going to take advantage of that and make people watch. So I can't go against Bellator for what they're doing because all they're trying to do is grab the audience for the popularity of the actual fighter. So by all means, I support it. It's it's a money game. Sure. And again, this is a one-year tournament. This is actually what Scott Coker did for Strike Force, where he held that long one-year tournament in the heavyweight where, um, if I recall, Bigfoot Silva defeated Fedor Emelianenko. He, he gave him one of his lo- one of his losses. This guy had not lost in years. Um, so they're repeating it, and the names are Rampage Jackson, Roy Nelson, Chael Sonnen, Mir, Frank Mir, King Mo, Fedor Emelianenko, Matt Mitrione, and Ryan Bader. Those are going to be the competitors. Again, this will start in 2018 next year. Conor McGregor was in Bellator's event over the weekend overseas. And he happened to step inside the cage, got upset, pushed the referee. He already had bone to pick with one of the referees already. And then he, he slapped an official. Conor McGregor just went uh, on a rant. He went nuts. He went wild. And now, it hasn't been officially stated, but according to some of the reports, Conor McGregor was scheduled to compete in the big pay-per-view uh, later this year, UFC 219, to defend his title against Tony Ferguson, or not defend, actually, to unify the title. But it seems that he might not be part of this pay-per-view as a punishment. You know, this guy went and smacked an official. He pushed a referee. He was already upset at him for at a previous event, calling out the referee on uh, on interviews. But this is Conor McGregor. He's gone, he's gone in a rage. In fact, the, the, the teammate said that actually it took away from his victory because of what McGregor did jumping inside the cage and just going crazy and wild. But, man, Conor just needs to cool it, man. Uh, good luck. <laughs> That's all I can say. Good luck asking for that. Because mainly, the the reason I say good luck is because, again, Conor McGregor has people talking. It, it, it's not even in his company either. No. You know, so it's, he has people talking again. And guess what? Yes, he's being punished for it. I understand rules are rules. But guess what? That is going to draw people to go watch UFC and his fights. Or wherever he decides to go. Whether it's a movie, or whether it's an appearance at the WWE, or it's UFC, or it's Bellator, or it's this or that. People are now going to watch Conor McGregor because he has them talking. That's what he's done. He did it when he talked car- uh, garbage about the WWE, and now he's doing it again with the referee situation. He's intelligent, he knows how to grab your attention, and he just did it again. And you know what attention he has? Oscar De La Hoya, legendary boxer, Hall of Fame boxer. Apparently, he's been secretly training to compete against Conor McGregor, who was just recently defeated by funny, by Money Floyd Mayweather. Um, it says he wants a piece of him. Oscar De La Hoya has not competed in almost 10 years. He's 44 years old. And he said that, listen, Conor, I've been training, and if I get you inside a ring, you're pretty much done. Now, I have to tell you, George, I'd like to see this fight, believe it or not. I know you're going to say, oh, we watched it. Oscar De La Hoya is pound for pound one of the best boxers that have uh, that walked on earth. 
you know, he was defeated by funny by uh, Money uh, Mayweather uh, towards the end of his career. In fact, I believe that was his last fight. But why not? He's 44 years old. I'm sure that Oscar is not as fast and strong as he used to. But listen, a boxer, with, he has the technique. He has everything. And I'm sure as hell that he would defeat Conor McGregor. Now, how about them apples? How about if Oscar De La Hoya came out and won and defeated Conor McGregor in pay-per-view? Listen, as far as that's concerned, I feel like Conor would take the fight just because they'll have the people talking and just because the money will probably be right. Now, will he last as long as he did with, of course, Floyd Mayweather? Probably not because Oscar De La Hoya is a, you know, fist fighter. He will throw punches, you know, whereas, of course, uh, Floyd Mayweather measures you and then he fights. But Oscar just throws him out there and and that's going to be called for a rapid amount of punches. So, uh, again, will he last? I don't know. But the fact is this. Knowing Conor, two things. He'll take the challenge because people will talk and because the money's right. That's it. Show the money and people will do it. And, of course, this will be part of the whole Golden Boy promotions that, that uh, Oscar DeLore has. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you very much for uh, tuning in. This weekend we'll be at Titan FC 46. And also the Miami Book Fair, which takes place this weekend in downtown Miami at the Miami Day College, the downtown campus. Head on over and watch some of your reads. Uh, catch up with some of your favorite authors that will be at Miami Dade College's Miami Book Fair this weekend. And it's going on this throughout the week, actually, to see some of your favorite authors give a speech. So we'll check you out there this weekend at the Miami Book Fair and at Titan FC 46. With that being said, if you haven't been on, you haven't been heard, visit us on the website, theromanshow.com, where we are always live. Until next week, guys.